episode 91. <laughs> it didn't look like we were going to get to 91 for a little while there. <laughs> I was kind of worried myself. I even brought my, like, uh, I actually did bring my recording stuff back to Tulsa when we were both there. Uh, with the intention that like we were like um, we're gonna spend a time to time together I'm sure like we have time to record and somehow we did not so <laughs> JK we never do <laughs> what's funny is like also like I gotta be real like I don't think we had that much to do in Tulsa we really like, were not that busy out. like no we were just like <laughs> we were just like what do you want to do tonight I don't know I guess like drive around go to another bar okay like no I know like really there's no excuse but yet here we are <laughs> like we did go to top golf so like I feel like that's like the excuse, like excuse you it was golf suites which is not top <laughs> golf. <laughs> it is actually a knockoff of top golf that uses top golf's equipment and like but brands it differently because they're bought by, the by a different brand <laughs> By the why, way, why is Tulsa like this? Like, <laughs> it had the lamest hashtag I've ever seen of any business of all time, and it was like everything was sweet because it's golf sweets. Haha, get it? So there was like a like hashtag on one of them that was like think sweet s u i t e, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my and, entire and it life. Was like hashtag drink sweet. Hashtag yes. gather sweet. Like it was really bad. It was bad. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all should have just stuck with the actual Top Golf branding. Like this is rough. Like, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we went to a Top Golf knockoff, which was in fact just Top Golf, but run more poorly, basically. So that was fun. Um, we played our little fishing game, which was fantastic. That was cute. Yeah. So pro tip: if you go to Top Golf or, or a Top Golf knockoff, um they you can play this game where like when you hit the golf ball wherever it lands it like dictates what like fish you've caught and it shows you on the little screen like that you're going fishing and then like you like basically collect an aquarium of fish and it's definitely for children and me and joe had a great time playing it so uh if you're not into just the standard golf scene um there's a great alternative out there for you so just just a little hot tip from us (laughs) um but yeah, we, we spent some time in Tulsa, um, saw, saw our friend Nicholas, supported him at his, his gigs. Um, yeah, I don't know, what else? Yeah, we uh, had dinner with your uh, dad and uh, Patty, and then we had uh, dinner or lunch with my mom and dad. So yeah, oh, we yeah. even saw the parents around too. Got to see all the parents, you know, good times, good times. I've been added to a group chat with you and your parents. So like I'm <laughs> actually a member of the family now, which is very exciting. Honor to be there. Um, and yeah, we hit, the, we hit the Olive Garden, of course, you gotta. Um, yeah, it's a good time. But anyway, um, yeah, so we're finally back. Um, we are not traveling anymore for a, well no I'm actually going to be gone again in a little bit we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it <laughs> um, we're here right now is the important part so you want to get into some stories yeah let's do it all right you're up first I am okay uh, let me see which one do I want to do first let's what are the see. vibes today are they like serious are they light like they're kind of like redemptive I think it's a weird phrase wow okay getting deep i like it yeah all right i'm gonna do the fun one should i do the fun one first or last um i'm feeling light hit us with a fun one first okay 
this person fucked up by sending DTF to an old friend. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> also, like, people do not send DTF anymore. So No, actually... that's not, like, a thing you no. say, but sure. <laughs> Did that ever work? I just feel like that's, like, really, you're trying not hard at all. Like, it's just, Did like... anybody ever, like, actually just do that? Like, send, like, just a text out of the blue at, like, 2 a.m. to someone that literally said the letters, like, DTF, question mark? Like, I, I know that... they did I know they did that but my question is did the other person respond like fuck yeah let's do it if you're out there listening and yeah. you ever successfully used this tactic not tried this tactic but, but but scored with this tactic please let us know because I don't think it's real I don't think it's ever worked no it's like so lazy it's just like, like bottom it... lazy it, it's even worse than like the like you up haha like that's text, worse like that. yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's like that's uh, I think DTF is still worse though it I is you, you up, know, yeah it, you you up could be I mean we all know what it is but like I guess you could like kind of like interpret it like someone could play it off like oh haha no I was asleep or whatever like DTF there's no way coming it back from that no. like there's no way out of that one <laughs> like <laughs> so let's see how this person came out of this okay, I'm ready <laughs> I have been trying to stay in contact with old friends recently and picked up the habit of replying to their Instagram stories. I would ask about what they were doing and stuff. I came across this friend who posted an Instagram story of her meal. It was dumplings and a bowl of soup at a restaurant. Seeing the nice quality of the dumplings, I tried guessing where the place is. For some background information, I live in Singapore where we tend to abbreviate many words. One very common example, as everyone knows, is HDL, which means high to low, a hotspot restaurant many people in Singapore love. So it's common to call restaurants and their abbreviations, Max, HDL, SLF, another hotspot place. So with that, I sent her DTF. I meant Din Tai Fung, which is a nice dumpling place. I replied to her Instagram stories very quickly and sent it without a second thought. A few days later, I get added to a group chat. The group chat contained my old friend's friends who I barely know. The first message said was, do you know who you are here? Or do you know why you are here? I replied IDK because I forgot about the DTF message. Then came the shitstorm of four people absolutely destroying me, calling me a douchebag who thinks he can just hit up old friends, no biggie, like they are always down to fuck. I told them DTF means Din Tai and Fung, but they thought I was trying to lie my way out. I kept trying to convince them, showing them why I sent DTF. It was going nowhere and I couldn't find any way to back myself up because the only message was DTF and nothing else. Eventually they stopped and kicked me out of the group chat. They are probably off somewhere still talking shit while I lost a good friend of mine all because of a fucking abbreviation. Wow. <laughs> so was this group chat started just to like harass and confront this yes. person? That's, yes. That's intense. Like what that a, is. What a move to just like, do you know why you're here? Like it's literally like an intervention. Like, geez. Plus like, <laughs> plus like here's the deal I'm picturing. Like if this was like a normal like vanilla guy, such as myself, like I get it. Like that would be a terrible excuse. But like, if this dude was like legitimately from Singapore, like, I don't know. I think after a while, I'd just be like, if he's really like defending himself like that hard, like clearly like something's different. Like, especially now that we're in 2022 and no one says DTF anymore. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just realized there's one of those in San Diego that people are like obsessed with the like Dim Tai Fung. I should just start texting people like DTF to see if they want to go. Down to DTF? There. Yeah, you, you see if they want to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like a very popular restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. That's great. Um, all right. So 
this one is a uh, is an am I the asshole? And I think it's uh, intriguing. <laughs> am I the asshole for encouraging my childhood friend to get a paternity test? My buddy James, a 42-year-old male, had a vasectomy in November 2021. He and his wife have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. The doctor told him sperm could still be present for the first six weeks after the procedure, so no unprotected sex. James told me he had to return for another checkup in mid-February at three months to confirm there was no leftover sperm in his semen. At that point, four plus months ago, he was cleared by his doctor. His wife went to her OB and found out she's pregnant. It's very early and they need her to come back at eight weeks for more tests, etc. But when he told me, he mentioned he was very uncomfortable with the timeline. So I offered for him to either get a paternity test done or to get himself tested to confirm his vasectomy procedure was still effective. When I had mine done, my doctor told me the odds of it failing were less than 1%, but a quick Google search actually puts the odds of a vasectomy failing at less than uh, 0.1%. His wife calls me up and absolutely exploded on me. It was like four straight minutes of her screaming at an 11 and me failing to get a word in. When she finally took a breath, I told her I only offered for him to go get his sperm tested to put his mind at ease that his vasectomy operation was working properly, but she would not hear that either and has now forbid him from doing so, saying that's just as bad as a paternity test. So am I the asshole? No, because something seems weird about this girl. Something's off. <laughs> I was gonna, yes <laughs> i was going to say having brows dreaded enough this does happen i'm not this saying it's like common yeah. but no, i've seen happen. enough reddit stuff where i'm like yep apparently this does happen so like i know it does but for her to be like you're not allowed to get a paternity test you're not allowed to get a semen test that seems odd yeah so like my thinking is like if i were this woman and my husband had gotten a vasectomy because uh, presumably we, we said we're done. We don't want more kids. We agreed he's getting a vasectomy. Great. Um, if, if I genuinely like was not having an affair or something, I too would be very concerned as to why I suddenly ended up pregnant. And I would want that looked into. Like I would be like, hey, you should check, get that checked out to make sure it worked. Because otherwise we're going to keep having kids yep. when we clearly made the decision that we didn't want more kids. So like, that seems like something that both of you would be equally invested in if nothing sketchy was going on. <laughs> so like, that's my logic, just like speaking from the woman's point of view. So I feel like something sketchy is definitely going on here. Um, but I mean, it is true. Like that, I mean, vasectomies do like, it is rare, but it does happen. Like I've, you've heard of it happening many times. Like it does happen. But also I think I legitimately think that like sometimes men lie about going and getting a vasectomy. <laughs> like I honestly, agree. because we had, I had this coworker who like claimed to have gotten a vasectomy because him and his wife had like five kids and they were like, we're done. The end. He, and he's like, oh yeah, for sure. He like said he had gotten a vasectomy and then they got pregnant with twins. So they then had seven kids. And I was like, I, bro, I don't think you got that vasectomy. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't think that happened. <laughs> like, you can tell us that all you want, but like, I don't think you did. <laughs> like, <laughs> If I was her, if I was that woman, granted you have like seven kids with this dude. I'd probably like sue his ass. I'll be real. Like, if you told me you got a vasectomy and didn't, like, 
lawsuit are worse like I don't know what's worse but yeah like for real like I was like Jesus yeah so I I just I don't know I I don't think he got one (laughs) but hey maybe he's just like the most fertile man in the world who knows he's just got like super sperm oh anyway (laughs) what's your next one so this is an interesting one this is an odd one I didn't I thought about not reading it because like it goes it it here's the title so you can see for yourself okay am I the asshole for making my sister-in-law feel like shit about her weight huh all right I don't (laughs) I'm intrigued this one seems like the person posting would be the asshole right yeah but I love these because I feel like there's always more to it (laughs) there's a a twist okay love it there's a twist where I was like okay I see your point yep I, I got to the end and I was like because like reddit was unanimous the not the asshole mark and i was oh, like that's always exciting okay. i know and that's what i was like <laughs> i gotta know more like this seems very kind of fat shamey i don't think it is i i think okay. this one's fair okay, so i'm excited yep i'll wait i kind of wanted to put the twist out front but now i'm gonna let it re- uh, i'm gonna read it as is and we'll no see. no uh, we need to get to it naturally okay so she is 35 and her sister-in-law is 46 I have three children, the oldest being 16. For my birthday last week, my son went out and bought me this swinging hammock chair that I've been wanting for two years, and it cost him quite a bit of to save money, which I fully intend to put back into his bank account so he can continue saving. He was so excited to see me open his gift and couldn't wait to help me set it up. I told him he shouldn't have. That was a lot of money, and his response was, you never get anything nice. I wanted wanted for you to have it. And it was true. I usually don't get anything for my birthday or Christmas outside the Tupperware or soaps. So it might sound stupid, but I have cherished this swing ever since he got it for me, especially where I finally have something nice that's mine. My sister-in-law comes over once a week to see all of us, and she immediately headed straight for my swing, which my son hooked up on our deck. I told her to please not sit on it, and she said, "Is, is there a weight limit? So I told her, yes, 250 pounds, and I even showed her the box to confirm. She was not upset about this. She just said, that's a bummer. They need to make something capable of holding us big girls, huh? I simply agreed with her and went about my business. At this point, my husband shows up from work. When I went inside to grab some drinks, her and my husband were talking on the porch and not even five minutes later, I hear a loud crash and my husband says, fuck, are you all right? I go out and sure enough, she had sat in my swing and the crochet netting around the hook snapped on one side, causing her to fall right on her ass. She is sitting there laughing, gets up and says, I guess I need to learn to listen. So I lost it. As I said above, I literally never get anything nice. Never. This is the one thing that I had that was mine. And I didn't even take some someone a freaking week before they ruined it for me. So I said, I literally just fucking told you not even 20 minutes ago that it would not hold you and please not fucking sit in it. She makes some comment about usually the weight limit is a lie. I thought it would hold. So I said, the weight limit is probably, probably would have held if you're only 50 pounds heavier than it, not 150. She is 420-ish pounds because she is one of those girls who eats food on camera for money and she absolutely loves her weight. But regardless, instead of apologizing or offering to compensate me for my destroyed item, she has resorted to saying that I'm a shitbag for making her feel like her weight is a problem and my husband is on her side. It's just a fucking swing, he said. Am I the asshole? wow <laughs> no she's not the asshole <laughs> agreed 
No, like when you tell someone oh not God. to do something and then they fucking do it anyway. Like, it has nothing to do with her weight. Yeah. It's like blatantly disrespecting her and like her property. Like that's, it doesn't, it, her weight doesn't matter. Like it's the point that she asked you not to do something. And, and it's not did it anyway like, and like broke her shit. Like it'd be the same thing if she just like, I don't know, came over and like smashed through her window or something because she wasn't yeah. listening to her. Like it doesn't matter like how big she is or whatever. It's the fact that she like blatantly like just did something she wasn't supposed to. Damn. That's my thought too, especially when she's like, here's the box. It says you can't sit here. And then the girl's like, ah, well, I'm going to sit here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> eats eats food on camera and loves her weight okay <laughs> she's like it, to me like there's also like some like unsaid porn connotations to that too like absolutely no that's eating food on camera like and you're like proud to be fat like there's like that weird type on like Pornhub and stuff like that where dudes pay a lot of money to watch that yeah there's definitely something going on there <laughs> yikes <laughs> oh man um all right so my next one is an am i the asshole and it's a workplace horror story I oh love nice these. i like these I, I love terrible employees all right am i the asshole for using quote insulting wallpapers for my phone's home screen after my coworkers kept touching it <laughs> here we okay. go <laughs> okay, this might sound ridiculous, but allow me to take the time to explain. So I, a 28-year-old male, started working at this company for six months. My guy coworkers are decent. However, I noticed a pattern with my female coworkers, several of them, which consists of them opening and looking through my phone whenever they get the chance. Me during when I'm using the bathroom, I'm in a meeting, etc. So far, I've caught them doing it three times. They didn't take something or open any apps because I would have known, but still don't know why they kept snooping. I wanted to tackle this issue in a non-confrontational way since they're both beyond sweet, except for this snooping thing. So what I did was set up insulting or offensive wallpapers, some of them I made myself, wallpapers Mm. that say, don't touch my phone, asshole, or I can see you with John Cena waving his hand. Or, bitch, don't touch my phone with the middle finger in the middle of the screen. (laughs) It was just an experiment, but apparently it got to them. They claimed that I had offended them on a personal level, called them names and so on. I told them they had no business touching my phone, but they made excuses saying they were just trying to borrow my charger, check the time, etc. The office got split. Some said I should have come to the ladies if I really had an issue. Some say I was justified and ultimately no one gets to control what I use as my wallpapers. They're now expecting a formal apology, but I refused. Am I the asshole? (laughs) Like, like what the fuck? Like also like who doesn't have like a passcode on their phone? That's like this whole thing could have been solved by literally like having a passcode on your phone. Like literally everyone in the world does. Like, do you know anyone who doesn't have their phone like locked somehow? Like. No, that's, that's what like I don't how you get. get hacked. That's literally I how you know. get hacked. Like, like, that's just bad. I was just like, wait, what do you mean your phone? Like, they're just like scrolling through your phone. And like, even if you did for some reason be like, oh, I don't have a passcode on my phone. Wouldn't you put one on it after like the first time this happened? So like, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's the asshole because like, this is clearly insane and like out of line. Like, it's fucked up that your coworkers are doing that. But also like, I feel like there's easier ways to avoid this. Like, just like, 
put a passcode on your phone the end I don't get it I don't like, either I'm so confused <laughs> but like what kind of workplace are you in where people are just like going through your phone like just like for funsies that's so weird that is really weird what also what friends like do this it's not like they're like teenagers either he said he was 28 like I mean if this was like some kids working at like the local pizza place and they're all like 17 or something I'd be like okay yeah maybe but like these are like full-grown adults like <laughs> no that is insane so weird okay what's your next one I'm ready for this this one's like a this one's a journey okay okay so Am I the asshole for getting upset and telling my dad his girlfriend didn't buy me a Starbucks drink? Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> From the outset, I was like, this sounds really petty. I It sounds so petty and I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> I, 17 female, have been living with my dad, 45, his girlfriend of two years, 33 female, and uh, her daughter, 13 female, for a couple months now. And my mom, 40 female, is visiting my sick grandmother in Sweden. I've only ever stayed at my dad's on weekends, so it's been hard getting used to living with his girlfriend and her kid full time. The kid is super whiny and pretty spoiled because her girlfriend dotes on her all the time so I usually just stay in my room today girlfriend uh, was talking to her daughter on a special outing because she passed a math test and my dad suggested I go with them for girls day out I wanted to say no but I knew he wanted me to go uh, get to know his girlfriend and girlfriend's daughter better so I agreed he gave the girlfriend $300 to spend during the outing we spent the day going in and out of stores girlfriend's daughter liked in the mall complex Girlfriend ended up buying her a shit ton of clothes, makeup, and other stuff I don't remember. On our way back home, girlfriend stopped at Starbucks because daughter wanted a drink and some cake pops. She offered a drink for her and her daughter and two cake pops. I asked her if I could get something, and she said she ran out of money and she'd get me something next time. When they got their order, I asked if I could have one of their cake pops, and girlfriend said that it was her daughter's treat for her hard work and it would be wrong for me to take one since I didn't do anything that deserved being rewarded. I'm not going to lie, I was pretty upset. When we got home, my dad saw their drinks and asked where mine was. I told him that I wasn't allowed to get one because I didn't deserve it. His girlfriend got upset and said I was twisting her words, and the daughter just said I was being greedy and was jealous of her. I know I'm not entitled to drink or a cake pop, but also I don't think it's wrong to be a little annoyed. Am I the asshole? Oh my god. (laughs) Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars, and the bitch couldn't even buy from her like a own dad from this girl's own biological yes. father. Like, yes. Oh my god, so fucked up. So there's an update. Okay. So she said this happened just thirty minutes ago, and before he said anything, I just went up to my room. I'm hearing yelling from downstairs, though. I love my dad a lot, and he's always looked out for me. So I don't think he would believe he wouldn't believe me. Update two. I just finished talking to my dad. I explained everything that happened at the mall and he apologized and said that he'll be returning everything that was bought and will be taking a day off of work tomorrow so we could do something together. He also put up his girlfriend and daughter in a hotel so I can have a space from them and said they'll be staying there until my mom gets back. Once I'm ready to see them, he said they will apologize to me. Once my mom comes back, he's going to have a talk with the girlfriend. Oh, 
okay actually like a good dad yeah oh, like okay, i was actually that's good. i like this one because it was like oh cool the dad's actually like doing the right thing yeah here. no oh that's really good i mean he should have dumped her like on the spot but like maybe yeah I agree. maybe but i mean like maybe that's coming i don't know like it's because it sounds like they live together so it's probably like a little more complicated than just like get the fuck out like immediately but and I agree. And some people like have like need that little like breathing room before they like they go full execute breakup. So like I'm hoping that's what that is. But yeah, it sounds like that's probably coming. But that oh that's good. I'm glad. Okay, <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so my last one is kind of just a funny turn of event. Um, today I fucked up by introducing my two crushes to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I am a bisexual man, and I've been talking with a straight girl and other bisexual guy. I had been hitting it off really well with both of them and there was some light flirting. I was getting to the point where I was really nervous about actually hitting on either of them for fear of losing the other. And I think it may have given off the vibe that I wasn't interested because sometimes I didn't flirt back. A few days ago, I was talking to the girl after a class we had together and the guy dropped by to say hello. I introduced them to each other as anybody would with their friends, but I had to go to my next class and ended up leaving them both there as they kept talking saw them both together today and they thanked me for introducing them because they are now officially dating. <laughs> like obviously none of us were ever an item or ever really serious, but that was tough to hear. I just laughed it off, but in retrospect, I don't think either of them had any idea I was interested. At least that's my interpretation of the situation. Feels bad, man. Ugh. <laughs> and then there's an edit. Yeah, it's my fault. Good for them, honestly. I'm not too upset. I probably would have spent years before I could commit. Sigh. Threesome scenario is a good idea. So let's all just pretend I can try to pull that off. LOL. <laughs> I came poor, close poor to guy. Uh, <laughs> I came close to reading this one, actually. Yeah, it's a good one. It, it is a really good one. I it saw that one and I was like, oh shoot. I was like, oh, it's threesomes. You set them up. Like, this is like everything we want. But, uh, <laughs> this is everything we're interested in. <laughs> yeah. I like coffee instead. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, that's all of our stories. Um, we will take a quick break and then we'll be right back. We've got some really good stories today. I'm really excited. Are you tired of Hollywood not acknowledging Chris Messina as his rightful place as best Hollywood Chris? Well, you no longer have to worry about them, as you can appreciate him all you want with your very own Chris Messina real doll. All these dolls are handmade. Let's be real, Prada by Sarah in her closet. Chris's face is made with the Face X feature that attaches to the face with magnets in our highest tech. The Chris Messina doll also comes with a fully replicated 10-inch dick of the real deal. Use offer code NOTSOCASUAL and you'll get the reinforced Messina butt for, I don't know, you figure that out. Chris Messina Real Doll, bring the Hollywood treasure home with you. And we're back. And I have a topic today that I researched pretty thoroughly and I'm very excited to talk about it because it actually like hits all of our interests. It's like, it's got, <laughs> this story has everything. <laughs> 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 to quote our favorite Bill Hader as an Elskin, this has everything. Um, so the story that I want to talk to you about today, I was inspired by a BuzzFeed news article, which actually is funny because they actually have like 
like actual journalists and stuff who write these like long form articles now, which is like wild to me. Cause it's like, oh, this isn't just a quiz. Like telling me what type of bread I'm supposed to be. Like, this is actually like real journalism. Crazy. <laughs> it's weird. Buzzfeed does that where they're like, they make their money from like quizzes. And then they're just like, now we're going to use it to like fund like legit journalism. I know. And I feel like they've hired a lot of journalists away from like other um, like news outlets and stuff. Um, so anyway, so this article I read um, from BuzzFeed News is titled Male Sex Dolls. They're not just for sex. And it is by Hallie Lieberman. So you can look that up. It was just posted in June. So it's a new article. Um, so that's where I got most of my research from. Um, I did a little Googling afterwards um, and looking up some of these actual sex doll um, websites and stuff. So it's all really interesting. But um, this article was fascinating. And I just, this is like a community that I knew nothing about. So really excited to share what I've learned. <laughs> so basically everyone knows kind of like I think everyone knows like what sex doll is generally no, like speaking. can you ex can you explain it to me <laughs> do you like I've, explain I've, like, I've in never great detail? seen one or know anything about it so please explain like what I do with one oh please in like very graphic detail <laughs> it's a doll that you hump <laughs> oh, okay. there we go. um so yeah so the basics I think everyone knows kind of like the concept of a sex doll um I I feel like most people just kind of like heard about it generally kind of like as a joke or like as a punchline or something um and I feel like most people have only seen like when you picture sex doll you definitely picture like the female ones like most sex dolls are girl sex dolls basically and they're the whole thing is that they're kind of like oh they're for these lonely like weird guys and stuff and they have these sex dolls um you know because they don't like they can't hump like real people or whatever basically well there's this very niche side of the industry that are male sex dolls and they specifically are for women so there are male sex dolls that are catered to men um, and those also are, I would say more common than the ones that cater to women. So the, it was really interesting. They're talking in this article about kind of like the general breakdown of like the industry and how small the like male sex doll for females industry is like, it's like a very niche area um but the people who are into it are like really into it so basically in this article they kind of did like a, a case study kind of format where they talked to several different women who were really into their male sex dolls and they talked about to them about like what they get from the experience like why they're into this how they got into it and it was so interesting so the first woman that they talked to um her husband had been in like a, like a really tragic accident where he became like paralyzed from like the waist down basically. So his wiener didn't work anymore. So they couldn't have sex. Mm. And she was like really sad about it. And he flat out was like, oh, get like a friend with benefits. Like, that's okay. Like I want you to be happy, you know? But she was worried that she would develop feelings. She felt like if she, if she had something outside of like their marriage, she, their marriage wouldn't survive. And she was just really worried about it because she loved her husband and wanted to stay with him. But she felt like she was really lacking in this like emotional, like physical intimacy space. Um, and she said that like, she really didn't even want to like, they couldn't really even sleep in the same bed because he had like a lot of nerve pain and like had to sleep weird hours and 
and like propped up and all kinds of stuff. So like they couldn't really even sleep in the same bed. So she felt really lonely. And then she said like they, like anytime they like were intimate kind of like in other ways, she didn't really want to because like she knew it couldn't lead anywhere because like his body like doesn't work. So super sad. Um, But then she discovered like the world of these like male sex dolls. And she finally got one. She like saved up her money because they're really expensive and she got one and now she is like the happiest she's ever been and she said that it like totally like fulfills her like needs for intimacy and she like sleeps with it like in the bed with her and she said that she feels like comforted that it's there and she can like cuddle with it and it's like way more than just like you know like flat out like penis and vagina sex for these women that was like the biggest takeaway that I thought was so interesting is like a lot of these women like like these male sex dolls because they they can cuddle with them they can like have them like a partner like in the bed with them they can like they they, like talk to them they can like cry on their shoulder like it's really more like a companionship thing than just like an I'm horny thing because like if you were just horny you could just get like like a standard sex toy you know or something like you just have a yeah. dildo or something so it's like way more than that like these are the she said like she does have sex with it but it's like so much more than that and she uses a wheelchair to like move it around the home <laughs> so it like goes places like different spots in her house and she said that like her her husband at first was like a little uncomfortable with it, but now he's like totally fine with it and thinks it's great. And he's glad that she's like so happy. So that was one woman's situation. And I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> so that was one story. Um, and then there was another woman who um, had been in like several abusive relationships. She was a little older. She had been in abusive relationships. She was totally just like over it but she was lonely and like wanted companionship. So she started getting into these, uh, like these sex dolls and she calls them companion dolls. Like she doesn't even like the term sex doll. She uses them as companion dolls. Cause she said like, she actually doesn't even like having sex with them. She literally just like has them basically like as friends like around her house. And she has like several of them and she like moves them around also. And like, she wants to get a bigger bed so that she can have more than one of them in bed with her like at the same time (laughs) and like I'm trying so hard not to laugh because like I really like really like I feel like these women are like 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 really dealing with some stuff and like I feel like like she flat out said she's like yeah like people that I people that find out about my dolls like my friends know and stuff and she's like you know like people laugh and like make fun of me and stuff but like you know I I've been through like a lot of shit in my life like I you know, I feel like this is a healthier outlet than a lot of other things people do to deal with like trauma. And she's like, you know, I'm not hurting anyone. Like, I feel like this is a healthy outlet. Like a lot of people would resort to like drugs or alcohol. And that's like somehow more acceptable than this, but that's like way more damaging. She's like, I'm really not hurting anyone. Like, I don't know why people have to be like rude about it. You know, like just like mind your own business basically. And like, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like she's kind of right. You know, I was kind of like all of these women like need therapy, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I guess like this is like 
yeah, like you're not hurting anyone. Like, I guess if this is like your, your thing and your like outlet or whatever, and like how you're dealing with different, you know, losses or like problems in your life, then like, I guess like, you know, go off girl, like good for you and your sex dolls. <laughs> um, and then one of the ladies, there's this other woman who she really wanted to be able to bring her sex doll in public because she liked spending time with it and wanted to do activities with it but she didn't want to be judged so she literally called she wanted to go to an art museum with her doll and so she called ahead of time she called the museum and asked like could I bring this like it's like an emotional support doll could I, because I get very anxious in public. She had had like some trauma as well. And she was like, I mean, get- is this any less weird than the person who brought like their emotional support alligator on a plane? That's what I'm fucking saying. Like, honestly, yeah, like- like, this is way less like, yeah problematic to the general population right <laughs> no I know like that's what I was saying too and like I I'm like honestly girl like yeah good for you like go for it like she so she called ahead of time and she's like would it be okay if I brought my you know like support doll to the art museum with me and they're and I brought it in a wheelchair and they're like yeah sure that's fine so they approved it they said so she put him in a wheelchair and wheeled him around the museum with her and she made a sign and put it around his neck and it said I am an emotional support companion my human companion has PTSD and severe anxiety please do not approach us do not photograph us and please do not touch me um and she said she really enjoyed her day um she said but people were just looking at me like there was something wrong with me and I'm like just mind your own damn business and look at the fucking art and I'm like good for you girl like yeah (laughs) so I was like you know like honestly like I feel like that's fine like I I've seen a lot of people who bring their you know quote-unquote emotional support animals or whatever that's like a dog that's clearly not properly trained that's like causing a lot more problems for people so like sure girl bring your bring bring your doll friend um but yeah so it's really interesting so there's a couple of um different kind of companies that make these um and there's these ones who are kind of like the kind of like the mercedes benz of sex dolls so they're made of this thing um what are they called what's the uh, company called so real doll is like the I've heard of that one. Yeah. So real doll is like the, I would say the top of the line, like sex doll maker. However, they mainly specialize in female dolls. However, they have several male models now. Um, And theirs are like, you can customize them and you can do like custom orders and stuff, but they're like range in like five to 10 grand. Like they are expensive because they're this special material called like TPE that apparently is like very like skin-like it like retains heat like it's it's really sturdy um but it's the closest to like human skin and um when you start like customizing them they can get really expensive I mean like with with, like a lot of customizations and stuff they can get up to like 30 grand like this one of the women was saying like her dream doll if she made it through real dolls would cost her 30 grand uh, with all the like modifications she wanted and stuff um, so it's really interesting. And then, so kind of some of the main, um, the main kind of like issues in the, the male sex doll industry anyway, um, are that one, there's just not a lot of variety. There's not a lot of selection, um, because not a lot of companies specialize in this because there's not demand for it. Um, but also they don't feel like they've really given like 
the people who were, they interviewed some people who like work for brands that make these sex dolls and like, especially like women executives at the company were saying that like, yeah, like we don't have a lot of demand for it, but at the same time, like we haven't really done anything to provide like the women who are interested in this, like what they're looking for. Like we don't really provide what women are looking for. So it makes sense that they're not interested in this. So she, she was saying one of these um, executives at this brand that's based out of like Orange County, um, she was saying that like, yeah, I think if we made more sex dolls that appealed to like a broader female market, like they would be more popular. But she was saying like a lot of them look really young. Like a lot of them look like like super young and have like crazy like six packs and stuff. And she was like, if we had like like guys who looked like they were a little older, like more mature sex dolls or whatever, like girls would probably be more into that. Um, you know, a lot of these women who want them are older. So they don't want someone that like literally looks like it could be like their child or whatever. Like they want like an, like an older one. And um, one of the women who they interviewed who was talking about the one that would cost like 30 grand with all of her customizations, a lot of her customizations were to make it look older. So she wanted like, like more like, I don't know, like salt and pepper hair and like a beard and like, like literally like like crow's feet lines on like the face and stuff like she wanted like a doll that actually looks like like an adult man and all of those modifications would cost a lot of money um as it is now so that's kind of one of the big issues another big issue is just the um the physical weight of the dolls so when you make these dolls and like make them realistic like just the materials and stuff alone um is really heavy and like I mean that that is part of the experience is like you want it to be heavy because you want it to kind of be like a actual human like and have the weight and feeling of like an actual human you know so like it makes sense that they're heavy but then um the issue is for like a lot of women they can't move the doll around like women who aren't as strong like have serious issues like moving these dolls around in the first place so that's an issue is because a lot of the the dolls made for men are like smaller, lighter weight, men are generally a little stronger too. So it's like not as much of an issue going the other direction, but like for women, they have a really hard time just physically moving these dolls around. So that's an issue. Um, the other thing is um, the dolls are usually not very tall because you can't, just like the taller the doll gets, the heavier it gets. And to keep the weight down, they keep them like shorter. So that's just another thing the women are like not as into. Um, so that's a thing. And then the last thing is that they were talking about um, how maybe there are doll versions that have like essentially like a pelvis, like thighs and like a torso, but they don't have like the other parts. And they're like, that might fulfill like some women, but then like, it's cause it's lighter weight, but then at the same time, you don't have the full experience of like I don't know, like cuddling with the sex doll or something like, like it's like an actual person. So there's a few issues, <laughs> um, but overall, I don't know, I guess like my takeaway from this was just kind of like, I was kind of like, oh gosh, like all these women need help going into it. But then like the more I read about it, I was kind of like, okay, you know, like if, if this is like the woman said, like, if this is how you, like, you're dealing with stuff and this is not hurting anyone and this is like your outlet that like makes you happy then like I don't know like who am I to judge you know like good, good for them like I feel like there's a lot more potentially like destructive complicated things people could be doing than like you know having these sex dolls around their house that they enjoy um so yeah I don't know like thoughts <laughs> like <laughs> I've been on the uh 
real doll website for the past little bit just like checking out myself and uh, i highly encourage like male or female to uh go check this out this is really odd anymore yeah. like they like what's also weird is like they've gotten to look like a little bit more real like clearly like they're still a doll but like I don't know like there's not like that intrinsic like you can see it like 50 feet away and know someone's like it's a doll or something like that like they're actually like very realistic anymore like where yeah, it's kind of yeah. freaky no like, I know um but yeah no like I, I agree to like kind of like that one lady said which is like um I'm not hurting anyone so like let me do my thing I like I think it's the same way with the guys thing where it's like I, I think there's like a whole thing on guys like where there's like a certain subtype like who would rather be like indoors all day and like never socialize with anyone that's like not through like a virtual thing but I think it's the bad rap but like overall like I agree with that sentiment like if they're not hurting anyone let them do their thing yeah exactly I just think like I don't know I'm like I'm like well like who am I to judge you know like good for you like <laughs> if this is what you're into then like like great like I, I don't have a problem with it um but no it is like super interesting and then another thing they're saying at the end of the article kind of a takeaway for like the future was one of the companies that makes these was saying like yeah like there's there's a certain kind of like uncanny valley that they can't really get past so they were kind of saying like well instead another direction we could go is like instead of making like sex dolls like super like hyper realistic and like trying to make them as human as possible we could kind of go in more of like a fantasy direction and yeah. just make them clearly like like clearly like more of like a character or like less human or something but then like maybe that could be more fun anyway because they were kind of saying that like a lot like like with a lot of like sex toys in general like a lot most I would say like most like dildos vibrators things like that like don't really look like penises like you can get the ones they're like realistic dicks but like a lot of them don't like they're just like like they're colorful and they're like different shapes and textures and like all kinds of stuff so they were saying like almost like we could go more in like that direction where it's like well we're not really trying to like completely imitate like an exact like anatomically accurate male like we could kind of have more fun with it and do like different stuff with it which I kind of think is interesting too the interesting one I saw on the website is I think I've heard of these but I never really saw them but there's uh wicked real sex dolls and so like what they do is like they're uh they get permission from them, but they like base a sex doll off of like a porn star yeah and so they had like uh I think it's like Asia Adams and like Stormy Daniels were like two of the ones I saw on there but uh mm -hmm. yeah like those actually look a little bit like more it's weird that you're like basing it on like a specific person but it actually looks like a little bit more like with what you're saying like it's like that character so like it's more uh, like a fantasy yeah. character i would say right. than like an actual just like person not that porn stars and stuff aren't real people but it's more like kind no, of but like I mean, the like fantasy ideal like, one yeah yeah like stormy daniels or asia adams like that's not who they are when like they go home like that's like their persona that's their acting like that's yeah. that so like that's what the doll is too like yeah yeah and I feel like they could totally make male sex dolls are like the same thing like popular porn stars or even just like ones that you know look like a popular like movie character or something like one of the one of the women you for wanna... example was saying that um who was interviewed in the article was saying that her her main like 
doll that she got, like her first one and like her favorite one or whatever, she kind of roughly modeled him after a True Blood character. (laughs) And like she named him after that and stuff. So like that was kind of like her inspiration. And she like thought it was like so great. So like, I don't know, I think you could do something like that, you know, and people, I, I feel like that would maybe be more appealing to women also is if like, it's not just like some random dude named Chad or something. It's like a it's you know like a movie character like a tv show character or something that they're really into like and the doll kind of looks like them like i think that would be interesting too so what would be your sex doll that you would create okay i think a pete davidson sex doll would be extremely popular um just saying that really would be honestly that really <laughs> would saying, That's a good like, idea. i think it's what the market wants right now did we invest in one like i feel Can like we I, create our own pete davidson sex doll i feel like, like he would approve we just come a little bit i'd be like sure <laughs> like honestly yeah um that one or like i don't know i think I think, you know, like your classic beefy dude, like, I feel like maybe like a Jason Momoa or something would be like a popular one. Like, you know, you could have like different vibes for different ladies, but I mean, I feel like there's a huge untapped market out there that like, this is not being explored, honestly. Um, but there's some cool stats in the article too. So I want to read these um, to finish it off also. So sex toys are a $10.9 billion market in the US. Um, a 2016 study found that of German women and 9% of the total surveyed people had used a sex doll in their lifetime. Um, Talking to three different sex doll companies, um, they estimated that between 10% to 25% of their sales are male dolls, um, but they didn't really have any demographic data on like who's actually purchasing them. So it could be, it could be men purchasing the male sex dolls. It could be women. They, they don't really know beyond that. Um, and then a 2017 survey of nearly 300 female American undergraduates, um, 8% of them said they were open to the idea of having a sex doll for personal use. And a 2018 survey in Italy um, 20% of the women surveyed said they would like to try a sex doll. So just some stats for you. I don't know. Interesting. Those were interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge industry. I feel like it honestly could be bigger. I feel like maybe the interest is there if they figured out some of these common issues that I brought up and if they maybe, um, you know, like actually tapped into more of like what women would be interested in, in this market, you know, I feel like they kind of like a lot of things, they took the male market for it and they were just like, okay so we just like flip that and we make the women's version but like I feel like it's the like women who are into sex dolls have very different interests and wants in a sex doll than like men do in their sex dolls well I think that's the problem with like porn in general is like if like say I'm a porn company and like I just I want to make money I don't give two shits about morals it's just whatever's going to get the most views typically what you're going to make is like men that's like catered to men just because it's like going to be the most broad appeal and that's the problem with sex dolls and like porn in general for women is like it gets more and more specific because like I feel like collectively for that like women don't have like the collective we just want to see boobs and porn type like scenario that's like mass appealing that makes sense yeah no there's no like nuance there and I feel like that is like the biggest part of this like these women wanted like customized dolls and they want dolls that fit their specific interests and needs and I feel like they're just not really catering to that and it's a much more like emotional thing for these women and it's not just like oh cool here's a doll with a dick attached like it's so much more than that so I feel like if this 
industry like recognize that i feel like they could make a lot of money off of this but i feel like they're not really um they're not really exploring it fully right now so yeah that's my story i don't know thought it was like a super interesting topic just totally niche sexual interests that i've never really heard about or learned about um but yeah now i'm like all right cool you go ladies good for you <laughs> Um, so next up, we have a, a few headlines we want to hit of just some things that have been kind of like on our radar the past few weeks. Um, <laughs> do you want to start us off with what Ezra Miller's been up to? <laughs> um, yeah, so he's really, uh, by the way, like kudos to Ezra Miller because he's really embodying the uh, flash because he's quite literally going through infinite crises here. And just for those of you who aren't familiar for some reason, if you've managed to escape knowing who Ezra Miller is, he's an actor. He was in, um, he's in oh the, my gosh, Person uh, Being Justice a Wallflower League. was like yeah. a movie he did where he kind of got like big recognition. Um, but yeah. He's in Justice League as The Flash. He's in the like Fantastic Beasts movies as, I can't remember, it's like Dumbledore's brother. I can't remember a, the character's a character, name. But yeah, know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but most notably, he's like the Flash and just is is currently still the Flash, but just like, God, for how long, you know? <laughs> like, Here, just, it's, it's here's the deal. Talking. So like, this is what's funny to me is like Warner Brothers shot this Flash movie. Yes. It's like reportedly like $200 million. It brings back Michael Keaton. It sets up like all these other movies. Yeah. So like, you cannot can this movie is what's funny to me. Like it's like all DC has right now. Like they like well, no, but like right? it's just like it's setting up like five different movies off this yeah. one. So if you cancel this one, like you're left with this whole huge hole. And so then if you also like go back to like redo his scenes with Ezra Miller, like he's the Flash. Not only is he the Flash, he plays like multiple versions of the Flash within the same movie. So you'd have to get like an actor to do like two different parts in different scenes. So like this is a very impossible thing. I, I have a feeling they may just like release it on H HBO Max to like take some heat off of it. But like they have to release this movie. It's what's funny to me about this whole thing. Like there's very little that's funny because like dear God, this man like is really it's, pulling up the crimes. It's actually like pretty fucked up and bleak. And like I'm yeah, it's like it's very concerning. It's not like funny per se, but it, it's it's pretty wild. Like how. I don't know how far this is, is going. So why don't you tell us about some of his, his crimes? <laughs> so what's also funny is like he was in a movie because he's in the Harry Potter films. Uh, so the no, second one yeah. was called like The Crimes of Grindelwald. So like I also am thinking of like The Crimes of Ezra Miller. The Crimes of that. Ezra Miller for real. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh. Okay, All right. so I found this thing. I'm just going to like go updates because like, like we said, like if you go in the details, these get really fucking dark. So like, yeah, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this. I'm just like hitting the high level of like all the shit he's done just because like on a pure um, human level, it is like honestly astounding the level of crimes that he has been able just to Just the do. sheer number, just like statistically, like he's he's doing the most, like. <laughs> he's not stopping and it. Like, it's funny because he goes from like different state to different country and like, my God, is he just like going through it all. He, um, he as I said earlier to you before we started recording, like he, he is the Florida man of the world. Like these headlines are like the Florida man headlines. Like he is Florida man, but he's everywhere. 
It's yeah, like wild. I was saying to you too, like I'm, I'd be uncomfortable if like a studio like Warner Brothers like just locked a actor in their trailer for like a month straight. I don't feel that way about Ezra Miller. Like if they did that, it would be for the betterment of humanity. It's, Whether he were to starve or anything in that trailer, like people would probably be better off. Well, and like, it's just really like, I don't know, it's just concerning. And like, it's just really uncomfortable to watch because it's like, is there really no one around him who like yeah. is willing to like step up and say like, hey man, like you need help or like intervene or like get him the help he needs or something. Like clearly he is like going through something. Like he yeah. needs help. And it's like concerning that there's no one around him who's like trying to stop it or like trying hard enough. I mean, like, I'm not going to say maybe no one's trying to help him, but like, does he really have no one around him who's like able to be like, like step up and be like, hey yeah. like you need to go to rehab or like hey like something needs to happen like and the studio doesn't seem to be doing anything I mean like it's pretty crazy like you're kind of like god where is this guy's like support system like and, I don't also know. So can we just concerning. like keep him in jail like of all things like can we like he, with all he's these crimes committed enough crimes that you're just yeah. like shouldn't one of these be locking him up for a little bit longer maybe like I don't know so anyway please read us the crimes so here's the chronolo- chronology uh April 1st 2020 so yeah, this actually goes back quite a while. I didn't it's been, know this. It's been a, like, a, it was a slow burn, slow burn yeah. for a little while, I feel like. And then it like then really it picked up. up recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a video serviced online that showed Miller choke slamming a woman in, ice, in an Icelandic bar. Uh, the Icelandic bar staff escorted the actor off the premises. Uh, March 19th, 2022, police are called to dispute a March 19th uh, downtown Hilo, Hawaii, where Miller is allegedly uncooperative, according to assistant police chief, and refuses to leave the area. 27th March, uh, Ezra Miller is charged with harassment and disorderly conduct. A restraining orders petition is dropped two weeks later. Uh, Rolling Stone Insider claims that uh, DC and Warner is having like, talks about the staff's future. Then we get to May 16th. Uh, music producer Olivier Ignatis asserts that Ezra committed intellectual theft of theft of music. Among the differences cited, Olivier also said at that meeting, Ignatius said that things took a dark turn after he introduced a song he wrote about a female friend who was murdered by her husband. The tracks, he said, was an attempt to ex- examine patriarchal violence with grace, but upon listening to it, Miller reacted with an aggressive temper tantrum. They are completely triggered by the song, which totally freaked me out because basic feminism is really a hard line. If we don't agree that violence by a man is against a woman isn't something worth speaking on, then we don't agree on much. Uh, so then we get to uh, uh, April 19th. Sorry, there is a lot of freaking like crimes here. Ezra Miller arrested for second degree assault in Pino, June 20th, 2020, uh, uh, 2022. Iron Eye's parents requested a protective order for their daughter from a Standing Rock Sioux uh, tribal court accusing Miller of using drugs, violence, and intimidation to control and manipulate her. Uh, June 5th, Toka Iron Eyes rejects her father's allegations. Uh, June 11th, New York Post coverage on the Iron Eyes debate. And there's a lot there. Apparently he's accused of like grooming and we said like giving drugs and alcohol to a minor. Uh, June 15th, Ezra d- deletes Instagram after memeing against court attempts to find it. So he released a really shitty meme about this whole deal. So oh, 
Uh, so yeah, then another uh, June 15th, mother and daughter from Massachusetts are granted a temporary harassment prevention in order to, against Ezra Miller after alleging that the actor menaced their family one evening in their downstairs neighbor's home and acted inappropriately towards the non-binary youngster. Ezra is cited as barring, as barring a firearm and wielding a bulletproof vest. The child is now 12 years old. <laughs> right okay oh, we still have more <laughs> no i know it's so crazy it just keeps going uh okay um let's see yeah june 23rd ezra miller housing uh three kids and their mom at gun uh flooded vermont vermont farm parents of children are in disagreement of their kids safety at farm <sighs> that's the that's the end of things by the time this episode gets as, released like we're probably gonna like get more monday yeah what is it the 27th okay yeah, so the, the last of right was june now. 23rd so clearly like we're still not done <laughs> and like it's really unsettling because like it's not just like he's like i don't know like if he was having like your classic like hollywood bad boy spiral where he's just like getting in fights at bars or something i'd be like yeah like whatever he's just like going through it like but these are like really concerning allegations like a lot of the stuff against him is like really bleak it's a lot of like violence against women it's a lot of like abuse of minors I mean it's like really dark stuff it's not just like your typical like partying Hollywood bad boy kind of thing so you're like oh my god I mean (sighs) it's it's dark yeah when the initial hawaii stuff came out i'm not saying it's good or bad but it's like very much like what you're saying it's like he like oh yeah he like threw a chair at someone at karaoke on in hawaii or whatever it's like who among us you know (laughs) i mean i mean it's not good but like at the same time you're kind of like yeah yeah like he got too drunk on vacation okay but like i mean a lot of the other stuff is really dark yeah, no, so that's that thing. And I, I could see it because like certain actors like have that too, where it's like, yeah, you got drunk and like did a little thing and now you're done with it. Yeah. But like imagine next year when this Flash movie comes out, a movie that's like clearly going to be marketed towards like kids. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you're like grooming children and being violent with them and all this stuff. It's like, do you like really want that dude out there? Like clearly he is no. like, we're past the point of like, even if he is on drugs and stuff like that, if you hop me up on enough like meth and cocaine, I don't think I would be like grooming children and shit. Like I'm, I'm like that that goes beyond just like being intoxicated. Yeah, that's not just like a you got too drunk at a party thing. Like that shows like premeditated, you know, yep. planning and yeah, it's scary. Um, oh man. So I just God, I don't know. Like I I, I hope he gets locked up for longer. I I hope someone intervenes like in his life I just I don't know like I something needs to happen it's really concerning and I can't believe the studio like hasn't dropped him I mean people have been dropped for like so much less I feel like which is also crazy that's what I mean is like they've poured a ton of money into this project and to like reshoot it would probably cost like a hundred million dollars because he's like the star of your film I know but at the same time I'm just like I I, I, that's all I think is like they're probably gonna release it on HBO Max because I think that's their only like way to go about this like be like hey we're not gonna like take as much profit off this but like we don't really know what else to do with the movie (laughs) no i know it's crazy damn well yeah hopefully something happens good in that direction because um it's very concerning 
but yeah, that's uh that's our Ezra Miller update for now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope we don't have to do too many updates. Like I said, like I if, hope we I, don't have more. It's kind of um it's kind of like our boy Army Hammer. Like please stop. Like I hope we don't have any more updates. Like <laughs> I, I don't want to know more. <laughs> like, but and I yeah. think that's why like we weren't is like it was just overwhelming and like I wasn't really sure like where the endpoint would be. But like we literally have just like so much stuff. Like I got exhausted reading that list and like I I don't know what else we're gonna read because like. It just seems to get worse. I know. Even when you said, like, do you want to talk about Ezra Miller? I was like, oh, honestly, not really. It's so much. But like, I feel like we should at this point. It's been it's been like boiling up for long enough that I'm like, we should yeah. talk about this. God. Um, so yeah, that's that's Ezra. Um, on another very bleak topic, another headline recently um has been the um the case against Horatio Sands so if you don't know who Horatio Sands is he was on SNL um for several years um in like the early late what, what early 2000s well, I mean he was like most recently I think like on like season one of the Mandalorian and stuff too he, yeah. he's not like necessarily like completely like fell off the face of the earth no, either he's like, he's like around yeah but yeah. um I mean most most notably I would say he's right. known for yeah. like his his stint on SNL in like the early 2000s um so anyway Horatio Sands yeah um he has been this has been a case that's been bubbling up in the news for a little bit um, but he'd been accused of sexually assaulting a 17 year old at a, um, SNL after party in 2002. Um, and so the, she, she is Jane Doe. She's anonymous, um, cause of the age at which this occurred. Um, but she claims that the comedian was grooming her from the age of 15 and then assaulted her at this party when she was 17. Um, which first of all, why was a 17 year old at an SNL after party? sketchy sketch factor number one um and then um she included some new things in the allegations that have come out recently that several cast members including tina fey rachel dratch and seth myers were not only present at this party when this happened but the the complainant claims had direct eyesight to the assault like as it was happening like she said that they allegedly like saw this was happening. She was like being groped by like Horatio Sands at this party when she was 17. Those cast members like looked over, saw it. And when this girl saw that they were seeing this kind of just like looked away and like laughed to themselves. So pretty like explosive allegation um, for the people involved. I mean, those are like some pretty big names, like especially, like especially I would say, I mean, like Rachel Dratch is well known, obviously, but like, I mean, Tina Fey and Seth Meyers, like that, that's pretty crazy. Like that they're big name and just like supposedly saw this and just kind of like did nothing. Um, so that's, that's kind of the main case against him. Um, and then I guess Maya Rudolph was there too. And they all just kind of like, looked at this and were kind of just like you and just kind of like looked the other way basically um nbc is saying that they denied liability for this even though like uh this girl had been getting like snuck into like snl after parties um when she was like really young and stuff i don't know it's just really crazy the whole case is pretty fucked up um 
And, was it because uh, yeah. I mean, like, I thought Jimmy Fallon was named too. Was that not one? I I didn't see that in this official one, but I think he was at the party. I mean, okay. I don't know if he's mentioned specifically as one of the people that like the defendant is saying like confirmed like this person like looked right at the assault like as it was happening but I think he was there um and he has he was involved in it somehow I believe maybe just in that like he knew what was going on or something like because he was like friends with Horatio Sands um he I I have seen other headlines that he's like somehow maybe involved in it but it may just be that he kind of knew what was going on and was friends with Horatio and didn't say anything um but pretty like pretty shady allegations against all the people who just like basically let this happen so um yeah we'll we'll see where this uh court case goes it's still um it's still like pending like it's happening now basically but yeah pretty pretty dark stuff um i i feel like there's probably so many more situations like this with snl probably i feel like there's probably so many (laughs) which is disturbing yeah i mean like also it's just like i kind of felt this for a while but like i feel like snl is not like a great environment as a whole just because like even the people who are on it like they make pretty little like tv salary wise anyway it's just like a kind of like a jumping ground to be a star and so like that whole like feeding thing of just like hey this is like a like star turning role if you get on snl like they have a really good track record for like putting out good comedians like it's just such a way that like even if you like either are on it or not on it like you have like a lot of potential to like get taken advantage of in that system oh absolutely because they bring these newer young comedians and they don't yeah. pay them very much like they they say you're going to be a star if you work the system right you know and stuff and like i mean there, i've definitely heard interviews of like people who used to be on snl um and i i feel like to some extent like oh snl like will kind of like hollywood blacklist you if you talk bad about snl after you've been yeah. on snl so i feel like it doesn't come out that much but i've definitely heard some interviews where like people have said like carefully worded things but have basically said like it's a really toxic work environment it's really brutal like a lot like people leave snl because they like can't handle it anymore like they're like it's too much like because i guess it's just it's weird hours it's long hours you don't get paid very much you're really isolated because you're working like all these late nights and stuff there's a huge party culture too because they go out and like rage afterwards and then just wake up and do it all again um and then there's also like a huge pressure to be like perfect because it's live tv so like if you fuck up at all like you're like you're just always like on the chopping block basically is what a lot of them have said. So I think it's definitely like a way darker environment than people realize. And I feel like this is maybe just like the tip of the iceberg in terms of like fucked up shit that's gone on. Um, And I mean, if you look at like SNL and like the like, 80s and 90s I mean there was definitely people on there who had like insane drug problems and stuff like so it it clearly is not like a healthy environment um and I think if you can get out unscathed it's probably like you're doing pretty well well even like the 2010s when you had like Kristen Wiig on and like Kate McKinnon like there's still like reports of like saying like this is a really bad place for like women to work like you know like you're like having all these like really great female comedians on the show but like they're still like yeah it's like still sucks for women yeah yeah it seems like not a great environment all around so that's that case we'll share updates if more come of it we'll see what happens in this um 
the case against Horatio. Like that's been out there for a while. It has been out there for a little while and it's still ongoing. So I don't know what's happening with the court case currently. Um, <laughs> and then our last headline that we might to touch on, just, just wild. I don't have much to say about this one, but you brought it up to me and I was like, oh, let me tell you, I know all about this one. Um, there's this Utah TikTok mom who has admitted to quote, soft swinging with her friends and it caused this massive scandal on TikTok. So disclaimer, I am not on TikTok. You're not on TikTok. So I have not actually followed any of this, but I have like read some articles about this and I heard a, another podcast episode talking all about this. Um, so basically what happened was this, there, there's this group of these like, you know, Utah moms on TikTok who are like super hot. I think they're, they're loosely Mormon, but I don't think they take it super seriously. Um, I mean, clearly, <laughs> and they are all just like, you know, like perfectly curled hair, perfect makeup. Like, and they, they do these funny TikToks and they're like all mom friends or whatever together. And they all basically look the same. Um, one of them basically came out and said that like, her marriage is like ending because her and her friends were like quote soft swinging which she basically defined as like like basically like partner swapping but like in the same room or whatever like basically the other like the partner the main partner had to be present and like know what was going on basically was her definition of like soft swinging so they weren't so she claims that they were doing that and that now because of this, like basically like her marriage is ending and all this stuff. Um, well, then the other people came out and were like, that's not what happened. You were just straight up having an affair with my husband. Oh. <laughs> and, and then like, basically it, it just came out that basically this woman was probably just having an affair and decided to come out with this whole like soft swinging thing to pretty much just like blow up everyone else's lives too because her relationship was failing because she like had an affair so it escalated from there but that's pretty much the basis of it is just that this crazy fight broke out because um one woman was like oh since I had an affair and ruined my marriage I'm gonna take all of y'all down with me so and that's Utah Damn. for you. <laughs> like, that is Utah for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, um, yeah. So that's that. I don't know. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> no, it's just you know, I I like when people cheat and then try to come up with really shitty excuses, like a that really is like, funny explanation of like what happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, well, I was trying to mop and then I fell into her vagina and I didn't mean to do that. It's like, oh, really? Oh, okay, like. Well, they were just stuck in the washing machine and I tried to help them out with my dick. Like, exactly. <laughs> God, it's crazy. Oh, that's great. Good times. Um, so on that fun note, are we ready to get into a little thirst corner? We are. Thirst corner. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, instead of like pave our way in this i had like some breaking news that i wanted okay. to share so like it's a good bridge to thirst corner too um breaking news christian bale says i would play batman again if christopher nolan directs i saw that and do you know how wet i got like, <laughs> like do you have any idea like <laughs> moist over here <laughs> just fucking drenched yeah that's a perfect intro to thirst corner <laughs> 
91 who we got let's go our 91 year olds we actually have some pretty good ones here i'm pretty uh impressed not gonna lie um so we have james earl jones nice nice. yeah uh warren buffett oh hell yeah all right yeah um william shatner damn this is a pretty stacked list actually 91 who knew that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, this is kind of crazy. He just keeps surprising us, you know? <laughs> uh, Robert Duvall. Okay. Uh, Raul Castro. I think he's like the brother of uh, Fidel, I think. I can't uh, remember, but probably, I think so. Most likely. Um, and then two weird ones in terms of like, they're like way on, like depending on your political party, you're going to like hate one of these two people. Okay. Uh, Rupert Murdoch and George Soros. Okay. I didn't realize they were both 91 though. Like that's yeah, kind of old. surprising to me. Yeah, very old. Damn. Uh, um, right. And then I, I don't really see anyone else here, but like for 91, I'm pretty impressed. No, I mean, that was like way more than I expected for 91. <laughs> Great yeah, I work. We're, like, at, at some point, I know we're going to have like ones that we're doing like, oh, we just have this guy. I know. I want to get to like nine, like we're going to get to like our 99th episode and be like, I don't know. We got nothing. Like... <laughs> I know there's some like older ones. I'm excited for like the hundreds to see if there's like some celebrities over a hundred. Yeah, like damn. All right. Well, I'm excited for that. <laughs> um, all right. Who have you brought for your personal thirst this week? Oh, like my brain just like blinked out. So like... <laughs> your brain just like took a dump. <laughs> it really did. I was just like, I was ready for this question. And oh, no. all of a sudden, like my brain like short circuited. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll go first. Then. Yeah, I go have, for it. I have one. Um, <laughs> my, my very specific thirst for the week is um, Evil Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> That's what did it for you? Yeah, I like That's Evil Doctor Strange. I like the evil one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i'm the into evil one with like the third eye or yeah <laughs> it's not the third eye that does it for me but yes that is the one that has the third eye no i just he was evil he just seemed very dark and i liked him um yeah so i guess i should clarify i did watch multiverse of madness and i'm officially caught up on like every marvel movie it's so insane um yeah so we watched multiverse because it came out on disney plus finally um not an ideal movie in many respects um didn't like it but um I did like evil Doctor Strange from another universe that was fun for me um I was real into uh Captain Peggy Carter oh my god yeah okay that was that was like that was first come to life Captain Carter yes she's she's a queen love her um I didn't understand this movie on a lot of levels because I felt like there wasn't much to understand it was just chaos um and I felt like this entire movie didn't need to happen like it was just like like Wanda basically created her own problems and then like solved her own problems and I'm like okay here we are I was a little mad that it's like called multiverse of madness and we are basically in like three universes for like yeah, 95% mul- of the movie. Multi was, multi was a stretch, I think. Yeah. That was. Um, and I also just felt like now that they've opened up these multiverses and stuff, like nothing makes sense anymore because they can just do whatever they the fuck they want and say like, oh, it's in a different universe. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't count. Like, so it's kind of like an annoying, stupid loophole that I'm like not a fan of, but um. I did like the Sam Raimi vibes. It was very horror-y. I would have liked it even scarier. People were saying like, oh my God, this isn't a normal Marvel movie. Like, don't take your kids. It's so gory and scary. And I'm like, let's crank it up a notch. Like, yeah, I want even same. more, honestly. <laughs> like, I want a full-on Marvel horror movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was fine. I don't necessarily recommend, but 
sure it was good but um yeah, I did, I did like, like the multiple Doctor Stranges I thought that that was funny um because I also like the one with the um <laughs> the one with the ponytail who then ended up being like a zombie <laughs> I thought that was really funny too <laughs> the the thing that's like gonna annoy me is um so I hope they don't go this road with the like five Captain Marvels that apparently they have um so we have Black Widow Mm-hmm. And one of Black Widow's defining characteristics is like whenever she went to the Red Room, she couldn't have children anymore. Yeah. Now we have uh, Scarlet Witch, whose defining characteristic is she didn't get to have children in her universe, so she really wants children. Like, can we just have like a female who's like kids aren't? Dude, part I was of the okay. Thing? I'm glad you brought this up because I was actually mad that like the whole movie was this whole movie was centered around the fact that she's like. I have I had kids and now I don't have them and I want them and I'm like can't we like have a villain like a woman villain who like whose story arc is like more than that like it it did make me a little mad. What's also frustrating is like I actually like WandaVision yeah but like minor spoilers since like you already know where it goes to but like the whole point that she learns in WandaVision is that like you can't make like a fake reality like you have to deal with like the present like you can't just like let it be whatever you want it to be yeah and then in this movie it was like oops learn nothing from that (laughs) never mind I want children never mind and I was like so yeah like I like Elizabeth Olsen a whole lot but just like her motivations like just made no fucking sense no I agree so yeah that was definitely a little um frustrating to see but um anyway who is your thirst for this week did you remember them yet? <laughs> I did. I am pulling it up because, um, so I, I watched uh, Doctor Strange as well because it, it came on Disney Plus within the last week. So I feel like a lot of people like kind of had the same thing where like, it's funny where like the movie came close to making like a billion worldwide, but like almost everyone I know like did not see it in theaters. So like, yeah, uh, everyone's like, them mm, for, I can uh, wait a few weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, so here's mine is I watched the um, new Loki show also on Disney Plus this past week. I watched the first episode, but then I like went back to like finish the rest of the series. I just think Uh, Disney Plus should like sponsor us at this point. Like, like, hey, we're out here. (laughs) Here's the thing. I haven't really been a big fan of this whole like, let's put like six hours of content on this like Marvel stuff on Disney Plus. Yeah. It hasn't been my favorite thing. Okay, so having said that, Loki is like one of the best things that Marvel has done, like period. Like okay, I I'm excited really, to watch it. Really like Loki. Even like I know we're gonna get into like Kenobi at some point in our lives, but like you know how like Kenobi had like some episodes that like were like it just didn't feel like it should have been six episodes. Yeah, hit or miss. I felt like we could have done it in three. <laughs> like <laughs> I felt like Loki was pretty strong all the way through and like okay. didn't really have any lag to it. But so where my thirst comes in is um, there's an actress, Sofia DiMartino, and she plays a female Loki on the series and is like basically like the next to main character. She is so good. Her and Tom Hiddleston like kick it off so well. Like it's so much fun watching those two together. Like so like I even like I'll throw in Tom Hiddleston as like thirst just because like there's so much fun to watch together. It's absolutely wonderful so like I actually really highly recommend Loki like it's really a fun show okay love that I'm gonna have to watch it because yeah I do like Loki a lot the the only disclaimer I'll give for it is like if you've seen anything Marvel it has the same thing of like you don't really get like a strong resolution at the end 
However, I will like caveat and say like at the end of it, they're like, stay tuned for season two. So like at least we know, like, and we know, know season we know season two is coming. And so it's like yeah, <laughs> I'm like slightly more forgiving with that on like TV where it's like, hey, we're like making a second season than like a movie where it's like, hey, in three years you'll see part two, and I'm like, fuck you, I don't want to wait three years. Like, can you just like give me some resolution? I know and at the end of like a lot of the Marvel movies now too when they're like this will return and I'm like please don't please don't like <laughs> like at the end of the Eternals when they're like the Eternals <laughs> will return and I'm like no that's like that's like a threat like stop it <laughs> like please it very don't much did feel like a threat like, please don't <laughs> so threatening <laughs> god um all right great well I mean since you did bring up Kenobi I guess we have to talk about Kenobi now that it, it ended um, I feel like there's not like a whole lot of plot to talk about not much to say honestly I don't I I feel like this is like give the people what they want but I feel like we didn't like there was like zero plot like the last like yeah honestly like it started out strong (laughs) in the last few episodes I was just kind of like yeah okay we're not really doing anything (laughs) like we're just kind of like running around like I don't know dealing with our emotions (laughs) someone had a good point on this which was like okay so like this is included in Loki is the same way. Loki, I felt like deserved to be a TV show. Yeah. With Kenobi, if you take out like credits and like in credits, opening credits, all that stuff, and like previously on whatever, it runs about like three hours and five minutes. We could have easily much taken- of wh- Much of which you could have trimmed out. Like yeah. we could have just had a Kenobi movie. The end. That's what I mean. Like we could have <laughs> easily had like a two hour, really solid Kenobi movie- yeah and just like put it out there on theaters and like I feel like it would have been better than what we got on this just because like there's just so much like weird filler of like Leia getting kidnapped like three too many times and that's just Just, a lot and like introduction of a lot of random characters from like the um you know like expanded Star Wars universe that like they then like from different like comics and books and different like expanded universe shit that like they were now confirming as canon like like Mm -hmm. like borrowing these ideas and like bringing them in and it's like yeah that's like cool to see that character but we didn't really need them like they didn't serve any purpose it was just like they just threw them in to be like look we pulled this one from this random comic or whatever and you're like okay yeah great but like why like you know I don't Mm -hmm. know I felt like it was just a lot of like fan service of like oh give the people what they want um I, I did like tear up when Qui-Gon showed up at the end. That was exciting for me. Um, but I, I liked I just, episode six a lot. Like I thought episode one and six were like the two best episodes. Yeah. The yeah. problem with six is like, you still just have too much Reva and it's like nothing against like the character's race or even like the actress themselves. Like they just did not write that character anything substantive at all to they do cons- in that I series. Mean, Star Wars consistently has a problem writing like like strong female characters, I think, which is, and people are all like, oh, you're being sexist because you don't like this character and stuff. And they get all this hate. And it's like, no, it's because they're not a good character. It's not because they're women. It's because you need to do better with like your female characters. Like, yeah. So that, that was my big issue. But um, I like that we got to see our girl, um, bonnie or whatever who's yeah you know, got rescued from the nexium cult and is now back in a star wars show like reprising her role as like aunt beru like good for her <laughs> i was just like what a what a great like story arc like what a triumphant return for her 
you know and i like that like when we first see her they're like she's like they're coming and she's like well, let's get the guns and then, she's like, a badass no i think see like they wrote her well i was like good yes girl but like um yeah uh, glad to see her back um and I I, re- I really like Uncle Owen um okay but like here's the thing is like really what held up like if I think I like there's like a version of this I could like solidly throw in the trash but I feel like honestly like uh Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen's performance were like so good in this that like I feel like that kept it from being just like pretty mediocre oh they they were carrying this show on their backs yeah Yeah, I mean and I'll watch anything that those two do just a couple of besties like I'll 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 like sign me up you know (laughs) but But that like last episode with those two was like really really good where like you kind of like they kind of each got like closure in their own way like where it didn't mm-hmm. really like hurt like a new hope at all but kind of like gave them more just like you know like we did have this like one meeting where like we cleared up like you know like what our like animosity is towards where like kind of Obi-Wan to a degree was able to let go Anakin yeah I'm I'm proud of them both honestly <laughs> oh gosh so yeah damn so that's Kenobi um do you so, think they'll, do you think they'll do a second season I think they do, but I have an idea, and I, I I hope you'll go along with me on this. I'm ready. Um, I had time to think about it, and do you know there's that one scene where like it's a flashback with like Ewan and Obi and uh, Hayden when they're like he's like between like two and three, and they're like doing Jedi training. Oh, and they're practicing like fighting. Yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, I guess like Disney or whoever decided like we're not gonna like de-age them with like makeup or CGI. Yeah. At first, I was like, it kind of bothered me. I don't no, I, care. No, I prefer. I prefer that. Yeah. I, I thought it was better. I was like, oh, cool. They just look like they do now. That's fine. Like, so I... that's my thing. Is if we're gonna do a season two, I do not care about returning to this time period at all. Just give me like some Clone Wars arcs from the TV show and let Hayden and Ewan do that in live action and fuck it. Let's put in Rosario Dawson in there too. Like, I don't even care if they're like supposed to be younger versions. Like, let's just like let them have fun and do that. Like that to me sounds way more fun than whatever else we're going to do in this like 20 years between three and four. Yeah, that sounds a little bleak. I don't really want to see more of what's going on between <laughs> episodes three and four, honestly. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> no, and the one I want to see Like, we got is, it, I'm good. <laughs> there's an arc where, like, Obi-Wan had feelings for, like, a, a Mandalorian queen. And yes. so, like, then she dies. Yeah, she dies. And, like, I'm, like let's do that live action. That sounds like Show a me. great time. Yes. <laughs> like, I know, that's freaking hot. <laughs> Darth Maul kills her. Like, dude, we could have so much fun with this. Like, let's go for it. Let's get you Darth Maul in here let's just have a Darth Maul series I'd watch it (laughs) I feel like it's gonna happen but I know yeah um damn well I guess that about wraps it up um the only other pop culture thing that has happened that we are not on top of is um Westworld season whatever premiered last night Uh, I didn't watch it (laughs) I didn't either I didn't either (laughs) I'm just bringing it up to acknowledge that like we don't care uh, we'll watch it eventually like I, like I will watch it but I'm just like not excited to watch it like I'll do it but I'm yeah. not happy about it there was you know? a time when I was like oh no I'm gonna see spoilers for this show now I'm like dude you can spoil this like well, I don't, think I don't you understand want, you it know? I don't care no I know and then um also like the the final season of Stranger Things has been out for a while and I guess the second part of it is coming in a few days and like it's another thing that I'm just like 
I'll get to it when I get to it, you know? I'm just not excited. I don't know. People act like that show is like the hottest shit ever. And it, it's it's honestly just not. I don't know what to tell you. It's I just fine. call it like off-brand Stephen King is like kind of what I do with it. And like, yeah. here here's the thing is I actually really like the actors on that show. Like they casted really good children. I think, they, I think it's a great cast, I, yeah. Yeah, I like Winona Ryder. I like David Hopper. Harbour. Yeah, David Harbour. Absolute yeah, I daddy. Love, love him. Yeah. So the cast is amazing. I yeah. just feel like the like writing is generally okay. Even it's the direction's like pretty good. Like it's fine. for enough, especially for Netflix, I feel like they do like good graphics, good designs. I feel like that's all good. So like I give it a for me, it's like a solid B. I just like with most people, like they just like give it this like A-list tier, which like oh, people are whatever obsessed. to like to to each their own. Like it's fine, but like I just don't find it to be of like A quality. I don't think so either. I think it's like solid B work. It's yeah. fine. It's good. It's entertaining, but it's not like a show that I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying to watch this. Like that's, that I, was such a good show. It's one of those that you're just like, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> like, I feel I like know. if it wasn't overhyped and I could watch all of it, like in one sitting, like I would actually be a lot happier. Like I'll be honest about it. I know if I could just ignore the hype and watch it like in a vacuum, I'd probably be like, this is a good show, but I feel like yeah. it just people hype it up too much. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Well, we'll be running up that hill <laughs> yeah seriously I actually I just keep seeing all the memes and stuff about this season and I'm like that's cool I don't care like <laughs> again saw, spoil it I don't care <laughs> I saw some idiot on Facebook who was like hey have you heard this running up that hill song I'm like motherfucker that's all that's been posted literally everywhere like it, we have all heard it by now like like, go stop chill that. stop yeah that go right chill now. yeah um i did have one recommendation for people to go watch which okay. i don't know if you checked it out yourself um have you heard of i told you a little bit about it but it's called the deep end on hulu no i haven't watched yet i was watching a uh, freedom it's a um a show with like paul f Tompkins and laura lauren lapkiss and he was actually talking about it too um but essentially if you like the nexium stuff which we've talked about it before on this show you know i love the nexium stuff you know that. this is a hulu series it's only like four parts it's great because it only needs to be four parts so you don't run that risk of like being a doc that just like goes on too long mm -hmm. it's about like a girl who's like primarily mlm but she's like verging into like cult territory okay and i like it because like you're getting like really early insight into like cults and yeah. like how she's like kind of forming her cult and like she's like a borderline like psychopath like she's like really kind of scary but okay. it's like maybe gonna be two hours of your life but I actually highly recommended it I, oh, I love I'm super show. into that I'm on, a, yeah. I'm on a documentary kick right now actually so that's great I, I will check that out um I finally watched the Hillsong documentary oh um, nice yeah it was good highly recommend um and then I am watching the um, the one with Kristen Chenoweth on the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders oh, nice. um, on Hulu right now, which we've talked about. But um, yeah, so I'll check it out. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up then. Peace and blessings, y'all. Peace and blessings. Bye.